Hello and welcome to Stormboy Speaks. On today's episode, we are using a spiritual intuition session um, to discuss uh, Jesus, resurrection, and the cross. This is a subject that's quite um, complex and has many sides to it. So we'll start by looking at you know the idea of Jesus and who he was and the ideas we have and the ideas that for instance may have been missed um, so first of all let's use a quote which was given by, by Pope Pius I I think it was the first um, um, and he said that basically the myth uh, the fable sorry of Christ has been most useful to our company I'm paraphrasing but it's more or less that um, the myth of Christ has been most useful to our company and what does he mean by that this is a quote from actual Pope and you got to think what that means he was a long time ago a long time ago so obviously it's uh, you know been brushed aside in history <clears throat> is he saying that Jesus didn't exist well he's using the words Christ first of all and Christ just means the anointed one uh, and it can mean, you know, teacher and so on and so forth. It doesn't mean any sort of, you know, divine being necessarily at all. And that's a, another misnomer in the words that's often missed. Um, but again, he's saying it's it's a fable. It's a it's a story that was made up. Well, what does he mean? Does he mean, you know, the life of Christ was a complete lie? It's like, no, I would argue not. There's a there's a lot um, of historical reference to to Jesus or a man very similar to the sound of Jesus um, in many many traditions and particularly uh, in the Gnostic Gospels in the Nag Hammadi, Nag Hammadi texts which were found in a cave um, not far from from the rest of where you know the, the idea of the biblical lands was and um, and of course the Dead Sea Scrolls which were found nearby to the same sort of area these are found um, much later. Uh, however, they seem to date from way before any, of course, of the stories that are told in, in the Old Testament, which are pretty new. Nearly all of them are, you know, um, something like 200 uh, years into 200 AD or more. I think it's more and more like 500, actually, 500 AD before any of those things are written, which is a long time after Jesus' life, so we have to put that into context. So, from some of these texts and these more Gnostic texts, the ones that were taken out of the Bible, and this is what we're going to think here, a hell of a lot of them were removed from the Bible. They were biblical texts, they were removed. Um, and why was that done? Why do you think? Because they didn't go in line with the teachings that the Catholic Church, and particularly the Roman Catholic Church, and any other subsequent churches, but of course that was the first, um, wanted to spread as a message about Jesus' teachings or Jesus' life. They didn't want that message in there. One of the things that they cover, for instance, in the Gnostic uh, Gospels a lot, is they reference a lot of, um, of uh, reincarnation, the idea of reincarnation. Um, the idea that there are multiple lives and that you come back many times. This is a tenant of early Christian teaching. It was there the whole time. 
It ties in also with Buddhistic teachings, of course, which is about the cycle of lives that you return again and again, and the idea of karma that you are here to, over time, you know, learn different lessons and grow towards the spiritual idea of nirvana in the Buddhist tradition. Okay. However, do I know if that's correct? I've no idea. But the bottom line is. Um, this idea of the multiplicity of lives is a very common theme amongst all spiritual teachings until they were wiped out by the Roman Catholic Church um, and their ideologies. <clears throat> so, in the time of Jesus, it would seem that he, he was, you know, the idea is, oh yeah, he was, you know, born of God, is this, you know. Uh, and we've talked about this before, and we say, well, what we know is, there was an angel in, in inverted commas, and we know that angels are the gophers for the Anunnaki, the helpers of the gods, the Anunnaki gods. And um, the angel Gabriel came to tell Mary. Now, we also know that it's written in the Bible, many places and many other texts, that angels and, of course, the gods themselves and many demigods, i.e. half-gods who were half-human, half-Anunnaki, half um, had children with you know human females so on and so forth and so you had these strong blood lineages that connected to the Anunnaki we talked about this before is it likely therefore um, that Gabriel or an angel an angel a messenger from the gods or one of the gods possibly yes the Anunnaki um, had you know intercourse with with Mary I think it's extremely likely, and I think that's where that comes from. Uh, you can look at this, these references, and in some of the Gnostic texts, that seems to be the case. So, if that was the case, then it makes sense saying, oh, like, you know, he's the son of God sort of thing. Because in a way, then he is, you know, the son of one of these gods, or at least, uh, you know, they're gophers. So that ties in, you know, and we have this idea that really it's it's not that he isn't or he is, it's just that... Nobody's the son of the creator source of all things. I mean, everybody is. Everybody is that. But to think there's one individual who's, you know, fathered by it makes no sense. Of course, it's completely ridiculous as a concept. Um, but when we think of it as, oh, I see, right, we're talking about this Anunnaki being or one of its gophers. So I would suggest that's the case. And we know during Jesus' early life um, that he was connected to one of the Jewish groups called, of course, he was Jewish, and he was brought up uh, in line with one of the particular Jewish groups uh, called the Essenes. Now, it would seem that his family lineage was connected to them. The Essenes were a specifically a kind of secretive group to some extent. They were quite mystical. And this ties in with John the Baptist, who was definitely an Essene, and his baptizing of Jesus, which was also a definitely a mystery school, um, you know, mysteries-based uh, thing that was happening there. Um, basically, it wasn't it wasn't just some random thing written in the Bible. Oh, you know, you do this kind of baptism thing. At that time, that act of baptism was very much a part of initiation. So that was an initiation ceremony for Jesus. Now, then when that happened, he was about 30, right? Now, in the previous years, this is the thing. Where was he during those times? And it is arguable from looking at some of the Gnostic Gospels and the missing texts that it seems as though there is a large amount of evidence to suggest he went to India. 
and um, during these times after the age of 12 in the temple um, he he went off to India and he met with Hindu priests and um, Buddhist priests amongst others but mainly Hindu and the reason being is that the Essenes were directly connected to the Aryan tradition and the Aryans came from um, uh, northern India they descended through northern India and the Aryans were definitely connected to the Anunnaki gods from that region when he arrived there um, the idea was that he was very much blessed and welcomed as this great you know teacher because he was they knew he had great blood lineage right they also knew he was he was exhibiting interesting abilities this is the case okay probably from his connection to the Anunnaki right so during this time he was uh, he's studying under the the some of the um, Aryan Hindu priests now the Aryan Hindu priests are particularly the idea of in Hinduism is of course um, the higher castes are like the highest caste is priest caste not surprisingly priest connected to the gods right so priest caste and then warrior caste below that so he's dealing with priest caste Aryan Hindu teachers okay who are connected to him through the Essenes which is this ancient mystery tradition through the Jews who also are very Aryan based and connect to them they they had a lot of time for him and they were trying to basically uh, give him some of their knowledge and, and you know help educate him but the story goes that apparently they had said to him for obvious reasons within their their culture that nobody speaks to and this is true to this day of course horrific as it is that um, people in Hindu culture don't have anything to do with what's called the untouchables the lowest level the lowest caste the idea of course in their caste is that um, they have karmically done something in past lives which mean that they have no right to even be kind of you know, do anything but cleaning menial jobs um, and shouldn't even be spoken to practically most of the time this sounds like nonsense right and even if it were true uh, who is anybody to judge anybody surely the way forwards of course is through non-judgment Jesus knew this he knew this and he felt this and as a as a response he went and and um, hung out with the untouchables um, the so-called untouchables in India and he spent plenty of time with them and studied with them and spent no more time with the high-level priest caste the priest caste of course were not happy about this and apparently effectively chased him out of India with some threats upon his life etc so the story goes okay then he returns to the Holy Lands right and this is the time when his ministry of course for the three years from 30 to 33 this is the made up numbers of course 33 being a mystery school number massive mystery school number 33 degrees for the Masons 33 years old yeah it's made up he wasn't that old it's a meaningless thing they've just who knows how old he was but he returned at that time <clears throat> they used 33 for that reason you don't know that but they know that um so he returns to his ministry there at that time we all know the stories from then on and so on and so forth and the beautiful stories of this great man's teachings and this is the thing of course we know that um Jesus is somebody who went very much against 
the ideologies, of course, of the Jews at the time and brought something very new there. And of course, the Catholic Church had to bring that back into order. So they had to emit a lot of the stuff that just didn't, they couldn't fit in. They were like, no, 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 we can't put that in because that takes the power away from the gods, gives it to humanity. We don't want that. We want to give it to the Anunnaki. We want to give it to them or God in inverted commas as far as they're concerned. Okay. So we know that basically his teachings were um, completely, let's say, obfuscated in many ways. Lots of beautiful teachings that everybody can see. And so you can see that in the way in which he discusses um, uh, when somebody says, you know, what commandment should we listen to? And he says, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others as you'd have you do unto, as you would have them do unto you. Both of which are tenets, especially the second one there, of um, earlier, by 500 years at least, 600 years, Buddhist teachings. Buddhist teachings taught those ideologies. In fact, almost word for word, uh, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, is very much... A teaching of the Buddha okay and Jesus had learned some of these there and he'd you know made up some of his own as it were and realized the truth but the very fact that he says that against the Ten Commandments which were written of course prior to Moses we discussed earlier were given again to Moses on Mount Sinai this is the idea anyway um, they were definitely around before then how do we know they're in the Sumerian tablets which date to uh, thousands of years earlier. So we know for a fact that those ideas were written thousands of years before Moses was supposed to have received them anyway. And they're very, uh, whilst they contain plenty of, you know, sensible sounding bits and, you know, thou shalt not kill, etc. Doesn't seem like the so-called God of uh, Yahweh, of, um, of the uh, Jewish tradition was too good at that does it but uh and all the rest of the other ideas are generally speaking as i said before they're always about thou shalt not they don't really say thou shalt then along comes jesus and look carefully at what he's saying and he's saying do not don't but do unto others as you'd have them do unto you yeah that's that's a big difference what to do not what not to do Again, it's immediately positively oriented. A huge difference, I think we'll agree. So, moving on from some of these teachings now, what we have to understand is that um, with this massive Buddhist influence in the teachings, um, there's always, also as I say, this, this idea of reincarnation was, was included a, a heck of a lot there. And that ties in with the ideas of what really um, Jesus... Uh, dying on the cross had to do with, or the idea of him dying on the cross had to do with. Uh, basically, we had this idea that as he returned, you know, he went through the trials and tribulations of that time, was caught by the Romans, was taken to trial. And this may be true, but it is almost certainly not the case that he was crucified. It is almost certainly not the case, definitely, that he died then. Now, this has been alluded to before in books by people like Dan Brown, but this is the case um, that it seems as though a man called Simon of Cyrene, and you can read this in the Gnostic Gospels, uh, it, it literally says that Jesus said, I laughed because they thought they'd caught me, but they hadn't. And instead, Simon of Cyrene 
was the man they took, right? This is the story. Now, he may be the man that's alluded to who carried the cross in the story in the Bible or whatever, or in the story you've seen in a film. But the reality is um, it wasn't Jesus that ended up on the cross. So, again, this complete you know, misunderstanding of what that, that's been. Now, next time, what we'll discuss is the next part which concerns itself with resurrection and the actual meaning of the cross itself. What is resurrection? What does it have to do with? Is it really to do with being dead on the cross and rising again? Really? Or is it something else that's being allegorically represented, as is so often the case in the Bible, which is telling us something connected again to the mysteries. Remember, as I've said before, what the biblical teachings are showing you most of the time is a surface-level veneer of vague understanding of a truth which either goes much deeper or has many levels to it. So again, that is what's being shown to us here, and I'll show that in detail next time from the practices that have been shown around the world that connect Jesus to the mystery schools. Until then, I hope that's been informative, and as always, I wish you truth, freedom, and balance.